Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dracarys, bitches, welcome to Straight Up with Stassi. I have a very special guest that is, I'm sorry, for lack of a better word or term, a boss bitch. <laughs> Do you just hate that? Do you no, hate that? No, please, say it more. You I are. I'm it. so over, I'm over the term boss bitch. I'm like ready mm-hmm. to come up with a mm-hmm. synonym for it, mm-hmm. just something else. Yeah. But like, that's what you are. So I have Tara Schuster and she is a TV executive. You're a playwright and you would just come out with your own book, a self-help slash memoir. So both yeah. by yourself, the fucking lilies. Which is a great name. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, you got to buy those fucking lilies. Let me tell you one thing. Buy yourself the fucking lilies. Of all the things to do in your life, buy the fucking lilies. Yes. Like, why would you not? It reminds me of that scene with Carrie Bradshaw in Sex in the City where she's like, the three-day flowers or like the week-long flowers? And I was always so pissed that, do you know what scene I'm talking about? I don't. She chose the three-day flowers. And I was like, why? Why? Bitch, bitch, why? My thing is like, I don't understand. Like I, one thing I used to do is say like, oh, I'm not worth the flowers. Like I'm not worth buying these. They're just going to die anyway. And mm-hmm. that's like a major lesson. The book is like, what the fuck was I thinking? Just like I want flowers. They're not that outrageous. Let me have this one little thing that brings me joy. I love it. That's how I feel when I go shoe shopping. <laughs> Shoes, flowers. I want to go to Neiman Marcus and buy a new pair of shoes. This brings me joy. It makes me feel good. Then why not? Why not? And if you're, if you truly, if you're in the position to do it, and you want it, and it makes your life better, I'm just tired of people being stressed out about denying themselves the things they know make their life better. They're like, oh, like if if I just spent a night at home and took a bath, I'd feel so much better. But no, I'm too busy and important and my kids and my this. It's like, no, bitch, like go like run that water, take that bath. Yes. Who who are you a martyr for? Wait, that's something in your book that I had I did read that part where yeah. I was just like, this is me. There are a lot of moments where I'm like, this is me. When you end on Paris in like a Chanel, I've literally done that, not yes. by myself, but that was where I bought my first Chanel bag. And I sat there on the streets of Paris, like with on the phone with my bank, being like, I'm gonna make <laughs> this purchase. I know that you're not used to me spending this much, but I'm in right. Paris at the Chanel store and it feels like a moment to do this. Absolutely. And you did something like that. Yeah. But then also, there was a lot, again, I told you, I was like, 
I don't want to read all of your book because I'm going to steal your material. <laughs> you had a rock bottom moment. Yes. Is yes. that like, so I want you to get into your rock bottom moment. Yeah. But before you do, I kind of want to know what all of a sudden made you be like, I think I can write a book now. It's a great question. Cause, um, so, okay. I never set out to write a book. I set out to save my life. I was this mess wreck disaster of a person. I, I had grown up in a house where things came to die, like the fig tree, the orchids. Iggy the iguana was a goner because we didn't know how to feed iguanas. In all fairness, orchids are really hard to They're keep hard alive. They're hard to keep alive. <laughs> they I, all die in my house too. I could use another example, the orange tree, the lemon I tree. Just, I got they insecure just now. I'm like, well, all my orchids die. <laughs> You're like, I'm not neglecting shit and neither die. <laughs> um, but yeah, like – it was a neglected house. And so by the time I was 25, I was just like a mess wreck disaster of a person. I lived in this permanent headache. And then, of course, I'd go home and self-medicate with weed and Pinot Noir because that seemed like a really good idea at the time. Yeah. And, you know, like on a good day, you'd find me openly weeping on the subway. That was like I held my shit together. I made it to the subway to cry. Oh, my God. It was not good. It was not pretty. It was not a good look. Um, and then I hit rock bottom. And this is just weed and wine. Weed and wine, mostly. I mean, there was some Coke. Listen, okay, cause <laughs> I, I'm like, because I've been through those yeah. moments back yeah. in my early 20s, yeah. not proud of them. They were mainly because of alcohol and pills. Yeah. And I, it, it, it bad, just Adderall, not the best. It, it was not the me, best. I was so dependent on weed. It was like if I had an electricity bill that I thought was too much, just where's my bong? Yeah. Like it was it was a way to numb out of my life. So the real issue was like my emotional instability. That's yeah. what was driving all this. The weed was helping me dissociate from it. But I hit rock bottom when I drunk dialed my therapist on my 25th birthday. Let's <laughs> let's go through this. Yes. Like drunk dial as it like you meant to do it when you were wasted. When I was wasted. So, and even to Did elaborate. Did you leave a voicemail? Oh, yes. Okay. So I was at a party in a museum, like a dance party for my birthday. And my best friend was like, I need to leave now. I felt ditched, abandoned. Nobody loves me. I'm alone. Breakdown in the museum. I can remember the security guard saying, literally, the party is over, miss, before escorting me out. Last memory I have of the night, next morning I wake up, all these voicemails from my therapist, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I drunk dialed her, and I threatened some bad shit. What did you threaten to – can you say? Yeah. I mean, I threatened to hurt myself. It was like okay. – it was like a, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, because she was this perma-calm, like – um, European woman who always had like a cup of tea and a placid smile. Fuck like, everyone with a cup of tea. <laughs> you know what? Smile. I hate when I watch reality shows and I'm like, <laughs> I see them being like, do you want some tea? I'm like, no, Fuck bitch, you. I don't. No, that's And that's not what I want to watch. <laughs> well, she always, she was just so calm all the time. So the fact that when I listened to her voicemails, there was such worry in her voice, it made me really worried. So that morning I was like, oh shit, this is not a thing. Drunk dialing your therapist and threatening to hurt yourself is certainly not a thing. I'm not going to survive this life. Like I like I knew it that morning. So I decided 
I don't have really parents, you know, like I don't have right. parents to ask about this. I didn't have any wise mentor to turn to. So I decided I've always been really good at school. Like school had always been the thing that like I sunk everything into. I was always good at work but bad at life. So I was like, what if I approach this like a school project and made a Google Doc of like what are all the things I need to learn about being a human? Like how can I be my own parent? And then let me just attack this shit. Yeah. And that's what I did. Like what are values? What are principles? What are vegetables? Like truly what are vegetables and which one should I be eating? Like that. those were the level of like, yeah. they were super basic questions I had. And so that was sort of – that's the impetus for the book because like I just did that for five years. So I ended up with 600 pages of a Google Doc. Oh, <laughs> My gosh. It's kind of crazy. Look, Like, I didn't realize that I was being kind of psychotic, but I wanted to change my life. Like, I knew I hated my life and I hated me and I wanted something better. And that's where this all came from. So five years later, I was like happy, stable, in Paris buying a Chanel bag because I thought I was worth a Chanel bag. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I'm here? Like yeah. I did like I am alive right now and I'm happy happy applies to me and that's when I realized I had a book because I had been through this journey and I wanted to help other people who were on a similar path like I wanted to make them feel less alone and and give them like not so cheesy you throw up in your mouth advice. Of course. <laughs> that yes. <was> a- <laughs> and that yes, cuz beware of the cheesy yeah, self-help books. Even yeah. though I'm cheesy, so like I get it. Yeah. Like I but Yes, I know what you mean. And I also think it's interesting that just the the way that you're approaching self-help, I like that you approached it like school. Yeah. I, that, that to me is so interesting that you actually – I mean, a rock-bottom moment, we've all had them. Right. I mean, totally. some more extreme than others. Totally. Like I, I feel, I've been vocal about the fact that I used to have a self-harm problem. And yeah. so I've 100% – remember being that girl. I know yeah. exactly what that's like. I, it sounds like you have a lot of or you used to have a lot of dark passenger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in you. Yeah. You know. I, absolutely. And actually dark passenger like I think of that she's not like I know from watching the show like she's not dead to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like she will show up yeah. every once in a while and I I've had to learn like oh shit when this is happening I need to like recognize it allow it, like not be like, no, bitch, go away, but then figure out ways out of it, you know? So like it's funny because the dark passenger is never gone. I've just learned how to deal with her and like put that bitch in her place. Yes. I call it the frenemy within in my own book. Okay. The frenemy within (laughs) is my dark passenger. exactly. That's how. They can be friends. You know what? They should go. They should go go away together. They should go to – what's a club in LA? I wish I knew clubs. I don't even know. God damn it. (laughs) Anymore? I I don't know. Damn. Back in the day, Greystone Manor. Greystone Manor. (laughs) Call back. Ledoux. Yes, Ledoux. That was vintage. You know what? Let them go to Ledoux. Let them go to Ledoux. (laughs) If Ledoux is still around, I would like them to open up the door and just 
go into Ladue, close the door. Those bitches would be stuffed into bandaged dresses like no other. Yes. They would be a YSL tribute pump. They've got the look. (laughs) Yes. The YSL tribute. 100%. Yes, they've got it. RIP to the YSL tribute pump. No offense. I'm sure it'll come back. It's a classic. Hold on to them if you have them. It's, you might yes, want to bring it you, back. Yes. I feel like they could come back. It is at a, possible. At some point. But like sometime soon. You know what it would take? It <laughs> would just take a Kardashian wearing one. Like being one like, time. It's vintage. <laughs> kind of like the Louis Vuitton like rainbow monogram one. Yeah. They started wearing those again, and I'm like, I'm not jumping on board this shit. Like, I don't care if this was only 15 or if this is 15 years ago. Yeah. This does not. This is not meant this to be is, back yet. That was actually. I have a controversial statement to make. Okay, I'm here for it. That was my least favorite of all handbags of all time. That's not controversial <laughs> whatsoever. That's accurate. I just didn't love it. It felt cheesy. It yes, right? Y- yes, like not classic. How are I mean? How are you matching this shit with everything? What does it go with? It's the equivalent of. Of a juicy couture like tracksuit, which I did love back in the day. Damn That's you. not coming back anytime soon. It's not. I don't know how we got on the topic of this. <laughs> so I was like, things that I want to come back. Okay. So I've talked about this a few times, but I'm just really excited about it because I love finding everything out about my dogs. I'm obsessed with them. And I already knew that Luda was a multi-poo and just a fucking asshole overall, but I didn't know what refund was. So like I got a dog DNA test and it's Embark's dog DNA breed and health kit. Okay. So easy. It was delivered to my door. You swabbed like refunds mouth, sent it in. And then we got back all this information and turns out she's part chihuahua. What the actual F I think kind of weird, but she's all sorts of other things. But what I think is really great about Embark's kit is that it's not just about finding out what breed of dog it is or your dog is. It's about figuring out how to protect your dog's health. Because the more information you have, the more that you can find out, like, is it at risk for a genetic health condition? Or maybe it helps in terms of um, how to train your dog. So more information is super helpful when you have an animal. And right now, Embark has an exclusive offer you can't get anywhere else. So go to EmbarkVet.com right now and use promo code Stasi to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code Stasi to save. Real fast, E-M-B-A-R-K-V-E-T.com, promo code Stasi. I wish Uggs would come back because I love wearing them. You know them. what? <laughs> I You can bring an Ugg back. I will wear an Ugg to the farmer's market with like okay. everything else on point, like a good Sunday workout outfit. I will rock an Ugg. I, I will. Okay. That what makes it, me that come makes, after me. <laughs> that makes me feel better because I'm just like really here for the comfort of an Ugg. It is very comfortable. There's nothing like it. It is. It's a classic. That's a keeper. Okay. Keep Thank those you. if you have them. Thank you. Sidetracked a little, but whatevs. <laughs> worth it. Well, totally. Uggs are worth the sidetrack. <laughs> so I like how you have said that like you've broken up your book into like Three different mm-hmm. parts. Yeah. Mind, body, and relationships. Yes. And my favorite part, like the one that I, I'm most into is the mind part because you mm. alluded to this earlier or you mentioned it earlier in the conversation about how people don't take the time 
to do the things that they want to do, like, or treat themselves or things like that. And like, if you want to go take a bath, like, fucking do it and stop making excuses. Yeah. That I love because I, like, I talk about this a lot. I relate to this a lot. Like, my version of treating myself is not to, like, go out. It's not to, you know, go to dinner even. It's literally to, like, watch a reality show alone with my dogs. Actually, I completely relate. And what I write about is if I don't take Monday nights off, we'll have a murder-suicide situation. But that's all you need? Just a Monday night? Well, it's a whole – Fuck you. No, 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 no. Wait a second. There's, like – 30 rituals. Okay. <laughs> so it's like one of many, but it's like taking the time you need, like taking time off. And what I write about in the book is like every week I need a time to do something I'm deeply passionate about alone, like watch The Real Housewives or yeah. watch Vanderpump Rules. Like I need that time alone and there's no catching up with a friend on the phone. There's no boyfriend coming over. Yeah. There's no other thing other than I'd like to make turkey meatballs and watch TV. And I think, you know, people (laughs) like they don't take that time and they say like, oh, uh, I need to do this other thing. I'm so busy with work. Like busy has become this like sash of honor to me and important. Like Mm -hmm. I am busy. Therefore, I'm important. I'm like, no, bitch, you're distracted. Like busy doesn't mean important. Busy doesn't mean esteemed. Busy doesn't mean loved. It just means you're doing 10 million things. So I think it's like taking the time to say, I need alone time. I need this solo time and do whatever it is you love, whether it's – And it might not be alone time for other people. Yeah. Because for other people, they don't like alone time. They're like, no, I need to go to happy hour yeah. right now after work with yeah. my friends. Like, I need that. Whatever it is, like the whole Lily's part of it is just that, you know, I was saying before, I'd be standing there in the flower section of Trader Joe's thinking I'm not worth $7 Lily's, like – walk away, go look for my budget, Indian, like, a microwavable dinners, then, like, get panicky and be like, oh, no, but I really, like, I want the lilies. Like, run to the weird bucket of water, take the lilies out, put them in my cart, run for the register. But then, like, it's Trader Joe's, so you could wait, like, a fucking lifetime to check out. So then I've had enough time to think about it. So then I ditched the lilies on a shelf next to, like, pita and kale chips because I didn't want to go all the way back to the flower section. Like, that was my life. Yeah, and that t- is intense. <laughs> like, right? That's intense. A weekly yeah. meltdown about, oh, I'm not worth $7. And so on this like self-care reparenting journey, I kind of built up just the strength to say, wait, these flowers are not that big of a deal. Like what's a big deal is that I keep denying myself them. Like what's the worst that's going to happen if I buy them? Like like genuinely like you just can starve the next day. <laughs> exactly. Like, who gives a shit? But actually who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? And they make my life like they burst open with perfume and they make – they made my studio apartment feel like an elegant Mr. Chow's situation. Yeah. So like I get to have them and and I think it's like – identifying the small thing that brings you pleasure and clinging to it for dear life. Like, because I'm not saying you need to go to Tulum. Like, I think people think of self-care as spending money, and that's – I'm saying the opposite. They they also think of it in terms of Instagram. Yeah, like what's going to – by the way, I went on a trip recently. Have you been to Cantaloupe um, Valley? Is that what it's called? Antelope? No, No, it's definitely not Cantaloupe Valley. (laughs) Antelope Valley. It's like where all those women – like you've seen all the Instagram photos of like they're in a valley and it's got like red rocks all around I mean I see photos like that. Okay. I'm not like a nature person, 
This is the least <laughs> nature thing ever. You take a bus to this canyon to take selfies and Instagram photos. Stop. No, I will not stop. It is a misery. And you went there. I went there. My friends are like, we're going to this natural place. It's going to be beautiful. We go. The fucking canyon is full person to person. Like like 100 people taking selfies. Our guide, only he knew nothing of the canyon and only the best angles and the best wash to put on a photo. That's incredible. <laughs> that is incredible. It's it impressive. Insane. It's like one of those photos you see. Like I've passed one of these on Instagram before yeah. where – it looks like it's like a cliff uh-huh. and all of the photos that the people take, it looks like they're on like a, the cliff of a mountain uh-huh. like by themselves. And then someone took a photo waiting in line <laughs> and it's like every- everyone waiting in line to yes. take that fucking photo. Yes. yes. See, self-care gets a bad rap. I agree. And I think it's really dangerous because self-care is actually really revolutionary because it's saying – I am worth taking care of and actually I'm a better person for the world when I'm taking care of yourself, myself. You know, like in the um, the airplane um, safety videos. Yes. Like, I like this reference. Like I always mm-hmm. thought it was super weird that the mom would put the oxygen mask on like her child before her fucking self. And I – No, or, she, or she puts it on I, herself but before I, her child. Yeah. But like it's weird. Like I thought it was weird that she would put it on herself first. But now I realize like, no, you can't help a kid. You can't help anybody unless you put your own oxygen mask on first. So like actually self-care is really good for everybody if it's done like right. If you're like, I need to heal these things I went through. What do I need to heal? Let me do small things. Let me not go for an Instagram moment. Totally. You know, it's it's not about like what it looks like. It's about how it actually affects you. Well, I think also people struggle with, or at least I know I do. I'm making this personal. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I wonder, like, do you still, do you struggle with like guilt though when it comes to self-care? Because when I do have those moments where I'm getting to do what I want and I'm watching a show that I want and like yeah. literally not answering my phone, all I can think about is everything that I should actually be doing. And yeah. that's like a hard thing to like go. Like, or if I go to dinner or I do something, I'm like, I should be fucking doing this. I should be actually going over this. And right. it's like, that is something that is just, it feels impossible. It takes practice. Cause I'm going to sound like a bitch, but no, I no longer feel it. That's I, great. Cause it's just like, it's inspiring as shit. It's just training yourself. It's like, it's like any habit. Like basically in the book, it's all about what are small habits you can build into your daily life to make it better because it can be done. It's just you have to practice. So like for example, when I I journal every day and that's where I write down like I should be doing – like I'm launching a book. Like I should be emailing every single person I know and I should be asking my publisher if they'll help me get this thing and that – you know, like I can write out my crazy should, 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 shoulds. But then yesterday I went to Ojai. I was <laughs> like, fuck this. You know what? I did like a big thing. I just want to go lie by a pool. And I can tell you I felt zero guilt. Isn't Ojai like six hours away? One hour away. It's like one fifteen, one hour, 15 minutes. Really? You got to go to Ojai. That's your next stop. Really? Yeah. It's like – Why did I think it's like by Big Sur? No. It's like before Santa Barbara. Okay. It's magical. 
is a magical place on earth. Okay, love that you took the time for yeah. yourself to do that and feel zero guilt about None. it. That is so impressive. Mostly because I I write things down. If I want them out of my head and on a page, that usually works much better. Like even with self-criticism, like we're talking about the front of me within, like one way I shank that bitch is I like write down all her accusations. I write down every goddamn word she has to say. And like, so I have it. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not just saying, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't. I'm like, no, I do feel this way. But then I fold it up and I put it in a little envelope and then I take a piece of glitter tape and I put it next to a picture of Coco Chanel because Coco Chanel does not suffer fools and neither should I. So goodbye, friend of me within. <laughs> Goodbye, your accusations. Wait, it's great. <laughs> no one's ever going to top that. All right. That's, that's, a, that's, <laughs> fan, that's fucking fantastic. All right, bitches. Valentine's Day was last week. I personally loathe Valentine's Day. But that just always starts the conversation for like, oh, are you dating someone? Blah, blah, blah. Have you been going on dates if like you're single? Um, dating apps. They're kind of a pain in the ass. But Ship has found it a found a way to make it fun. Let me tell you this, okay? I started using Ship. No, I'm in, like not for myself personally. I am engaged, as we all know. But Ship is a dating app that allows you to invite your friends so that you guys can swipe for each other. So I started like I signed up for ship. You don't have to like do a profile if you're not single. But so basically you're like a ghost on this app and you can go under your friend's account and swipe for them. And then on top of that, you can start a group chat with your friends in this dating app. Because you know how like when you're on a dating app and then a guy or girl messages you and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say. Let me screenshot this and then just send it to my friends and have them figure out what I should say. Well, now ship has it like it's like an all-in-one package deal. So like when you're on the app, your friends can help you out. It's amazing. I just, I love swiping for other people. Gosh to be single again. Finding a date is more fun if you do it with your freaking friends. So download SHIP, that's S-H-I-P, the app that lets you swipe with friends. Search for SHIP Dating in the App Store and start swiping today. I did want to ask you about yeah. you writing and journaling because, so my fiance, yeah. actually, like last, uh, for a couple weeks, I've been complaining to him and I'm like, I just feel fatigued. Mm. I feel down. Mm. It's like mini depressed, not enough to where you're like, I'm, dep I'm, I'm right. depressed. Just like, I don't, this overwhelming, I have nothing to be upset about. Why am I feeling like right. this? And he's like, I gave you the artist's way <gasps> a year ago oh, my and favorite. I've been telling you to journal and you still haven't yeah. done it. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be writing a fucking book right now. The yeah. last thing I want to do is wake up and write some more. Yeah. How do you get past that? You just start. What do you mean? You just got to start. You just have to – like I'm going to tell you right now, you will feel better if you do the morning pages. There's no way you won't. I've never met a person who doesn't feel better about their life after doing the morning pages. And that book, The Artist's Way, fucking changed my life. Like that thing was my lifeline. And I know it's – okay. So I know it sounds horrible. When some, my best friend Isabel gave me The Artist's Way and I was like, fuck you, bitch. I'm so depressed. I'm currently crying into a glass of wine openly in a bar. How dare you give me this book? <laughs> like, 
like also you're so privileged like you think this the book, book is, is gonna just gonna help what, me yes of like course. seriously go fuck yourself what i actually said was thank you i took the book and i was a lot of my self-care stuff was i wanted to prove the person wrong who was suggesting this to me yeah like i wanted to laugh in her face about how stupid her idea was right so i said i'll try it for a week so every so every day for that week, I carved out twenty minutes in the morning where I was going to write in well, the morning. Pages. You had to read the book before you even knew no, to no, do no, that because no. the morning pages are the first thing she talks about. It's like okay, I wouldn't even have got to this. God, I'm such I would a, have I'm thrown a, away the book. I'm an asshole. I have not even opened the open book. the book, and it's like the first thing is the morning pages. Okay, and it takes twenty minutes to do. And here's what my morning pages said: Fuck Isabel. Fuck this exercise. I have no time. I am going to be so late to work. I am late to work. Why am I still in my apartment? Like those were the musings of my morning pages. But I realized I had like all this anger and I was so upset and I was like raging out every morning and I was like, wait, what is going on that this is the – first thing I feel when I wake up. And so I kind of stuck with it. And I I, I call it – it's like DMing with your soul. Like these little secret like private messages that you might not be able to access during the day. Mm-hmm. But your insides knows what's up. It knows, oh, you're dating Mike. This is a huge giant <laughs> fucking mistake. And that is his name <laughs> from the time. <laughs> it's not his name in the book. But now I just – there you have it. There you go. That is his name, but <laughs> it's is not the name. name in the book. No, it is not. But the morning pages, I think it it just gets you clearer about what you believe and what you think is are is true, which are two different things, right? Like yeah. you can believe you're a worthless piece of shit, which is what I mostly believed. But the truth was I was just a person trying to do a little bit better. Yeah. And it got me more in touch with the truth side and better able to see like all of my limiting beliefs. And it took practice, but I've been doing it for like 10 years now every morning. Fuck you. 10 <laughs> years? Yeah, because it works. It's not because okay, people say stuff like, "Oh, you must be so disciplined." I'm like, Fuck "Yes, you. you sound so disciplined. It's making me insecure." Can I tell you what I ate last night when I got home? Yes, I want to hear it. Okay. I ate Almost an entire pint of Haagen Dazs ice cream because I thought oh, I don't fucking so care. So hardcore. I watch really living on the edge right now. A ton of reality TV. I did what I, I like. I do what I want. I'm not a disciplined person. I just I had time, but like this makes me feel better. Yeah. If it didn't make me feel better, I wouldn't be doing it. So it's it, and I also think discipline can be like a really, it's a trap. Because I don't ever want to feel like, ooh, I'm so disciplined. This makes me special. Like, fuck that. That's a bat. Like, there's right. no joy in that. But showing up to do my morning pages from a place of joy, from a place of, oh, this is fun. Oh, like, I enjoy this. That is a habit you could have forever. Yeah. But that kind of disciplined, uh, you know, like, that doesn't work for me. Okay. I so. still think you're disciplined. <laughs> I mean, you wrote 600 pages yeah. on how to fix your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that to me, that takes discipline. And sometimes it's okay to wear that, yeah. you know, as a badge of honor, a little one. It's, like a, a little, it's like a little a mini button, you know? I'll take a button. It's a little one. It is something to be proud of that you're Thank able you. to – to motivate yourself. Yeah. Because I think that's also something that's really hard. Like, you know, you had this rock bottom moment and then you had to motivate yourself yeah. to do that. Yeah. You know, it was mostly that I just hated my life so much. I thought you were going to say your therapist. 
Oh, <laughs> therapist. Oh, well, by the way, the other part of all that is not only was I in therapy, I was also on medication. Like I got to rock bottom with all the help in the world. Like you, there are some things that you can't overcome until you really like are like, oh man, so this is going to kill me one day. Cool. Let me, let me pause and, and try to dig myself out of this grave that I'm. Do you think that at that moment, yeah. like there was anything tangible that you felt like added to you being a psycho? Like, do you, like, were you, were you in a shit job? Were you in a shit relationship? Was, was there something tangible that you could grab onto or was it just this overwhelming just feeling of like, this is what my life is? It was the overwhelming feeling of I'm not going to survive. Like my parents, really how they looked at life was that it was a series of crises to be endured and that everything was doom. Like I remember in college asking my friends like, do your, do your dad ever say that everything is doomed and you won't escape the situation? Oh my gosh. And they were like, wait, what did you say? Like today, like if, if they say something weird to me, I'll go to my best friend Lauren Fisher and say, which is her real name, and I'll say, <laughs> um, like, dude, fish. Has your dad ever told you that they are in a financial crisis from which there is no escape? She's like, no, parents don't say that to kids. So yeah. I had all this like weird – like my programming, my operating system from being a kid is just it's a crisis. We need to survive. Otherwise, we're going to die. You're in a crisis. I was just – in survival mode the whole time. So there was no tangible thing. And in fact, I had a really good job. And I was – I did I did really well at anything where other people were validating me because that was the only validation I had. Right. So I was always a good student, always good at work, always getting promotions because my self-esteem was tethered to outside validation. Yeah. So even my colleagues would have had no idea any of this was going on. They would have been shocking. To find out you're such a psychopath. Yeah, that yeah. I'm the psycho crying in the bar next to them. Like that, they would have been like, wait, what? Yeah, because it's even like, even just being with you now, it's like hard for me to imagine. Yeah, no. Know? But I mean, I've been that person multiple times yeah. as well. And like, I feel like I could see that in other people, but like, I can't <laughs> see that in you. Take it as a great compliment if I mean it's funny because I get that now a little bit more too like people are like wait what happened to you and I just it just took practice and that I mean that is why I wrote um that is why I, god damn it rich <laughs> don't ever call again don't ever call <laughs> don't edit this out it is not edited out I don't like editing In that it. shit out roll Rolling. Um, but that is wait, I had I was right on a thing. It Damn was, it. No. <laughs> um it was uh crap. Um it was about oh, how oh other that people, I yeah, because I was like, I'm looking at you and I would yeah. never I can't yeah. imagine you being that person. Well, oh, so this is this is what I was gonna say. Yes, I absolutely was that person, and that is why I'm sure this book can work for basically anyone because it fucking worked for me and I was a fucking piece of shit mess. Like, I know who I was then. Like, yeah. I was desperately crying in – there was a personal call room at work. That's where I would have my meltdowns. Like, if I was in the like, – like, I like know – Like, every day. Not every day, but most days. Like, I had a sticky on my um, computer monitor that said everything is actually okay because mm -hmm. I would look in the monitor and see myself crying and have to then look at the post-it in order to not go crazy. 
Like yeah. in my journal at the time, it's all things like um, five days without crying. And then the next day it's like we're back at zero. Like I yeah. was counting the days where I cried or didn't cry. Like that was a huge part of my life. Yeah, that's sad. That's yeah, sad. It, you know, it was at the time like sad. Like I feel compassion for that version of myself. Yeah. But that's why – I'm here and that's why I like wrote the book. That's why like, you have a fucking book. <laughs> like literally yeah. if – I mean I'm just being very blunt. If I could do it with those set of circumstances and thinking that little of myself and being that much of a fucking mess, literally anyone can do it. I'm not that special. Like like right. I love to think of myself as special. Oh, I'm so great. No, but I'm not that special. Like if you put in the work and build these small habits, you can change your life. It's I think the first thing people have to get over though is how scary it is because it's scary to be like, oh, I'm responsible for everything. Mm -hmm. Like I have to take responsibility and I need to make these changes. And it's like, yes, bitch, you do. But right. on the other side of it, I can tell you it's a lot easier to live my life now than it was then because then it felt like it was just happening to me. Felt like my life was happening to me and I was the victim of things and it was just rolling on and I had no control over my narrative. I was just in the fucking wind. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I can change things and what goals do I have and what dreams do I have and what, you know, like what would Oprah do in this situation? Like yeah. then yeah. I was like, I don't even uh, – it was not possible to dream. Tell me you still have meltdowns. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Because – and I think this is also something I'm struggling with. It's yeah. like as you're writing a book, it's yeah. like you're like, okay, I'm, I'm telling you what I know. Yeah. But I'm in no way like an authority because what is an authority? Totally. But then as I'm writing things, I'm still having my own issues. But and I, so it's – Right. And so – I think that's what makes you a powerful a powerful writer though is that you're not saying, "Oh, I'm on, up on a hill and I'm I'm perfect by." It's like you're a human still going through this stuff and that's why it's relatable because yeah, I still have meltdowns less less than I did right. and my floor is much higher. So like I used to sink like sunken place Jordan Peele horror movie to mm -hmm. the you know pits of the earth. Yeah. Now I'm like you know P one. Right. It's like what? Yes. <laughs> P one. P one. Like it's a P one. Could get to the valet if I need to. Yes. It takes it takes a while, but you know even in the um lead up to launching the book, I've had some real like panic moments at home about like oh my God, what's this all going to mean? Like, are people going to judge me? What are my colleagues going to think? Yeah. What are my parents going to think? Like, are people going to fucking like it? Are, are they going to think you're a moron? Are they, are a they big one. Are they going to laugh? Dumb. Yes. Yeah. Are they going to laugh at this? Like, yeah. who the fuck do you think you are? It's a very vulnerable yes. place to be. Yes. To like, to yes. write this and expose so much and and teach, honestly. Yeah. but But I feel like you can relate to this as like, if you didn't have those moments, though, where you still felt low, like, what else would you have to write about? Like, even what else would you have to live? What I think we're in this world where, like, it's like you're essentially a to-do list. You're, like, things to check off and things yeah. to optimize and things to protect – like, to, um, to be perfect. And I'm very against that. Like, I'm not a fucking to-do list. A to-do list sits in the bottom of your purse and then you throw it away. Like, I am so much more than that, Yeah, you know? And, I, yeah, I 
I'm still working on stuff and I'm grateful because hopefully that's book two. Yes, that'll like, be book two. It's like, just kidding. I'm still having meltdowns every day. JK, 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 JK. I got my new book. Student loans are an absolute bitch. Am I right? Do you have student loans? Okay. I don't know one person that's like not affected by like student loans in some way. Like, Everyone. It's a pain in the ass. And refinancing them with Ernest could save you money or lower your monthly payment. And it only takes two minutes to check your rate online. I know that you probably feel like if you have student loan debt, you're just like, oh my gosh, like I'm just want to bury my head in the sand. That's how I am with things. And it just feels like impossible to figure out a way out of it. But Ernest is a way, an easy way to help refinance it so it'll save you time and save you money. And who doesn't want more? More money so that you can shop more and get into even more debt, whatever. But when you go to the website, it's really easy. You just put in some information, complete a few questions online. It only takes two minutes and you'll get a personalized rate estimate all without affecting your credit score. Let me note that because everyone is so concerned with affecting credit scores. So start saving today. My listeners get a $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan at earnest.com slash Stassi. So that's a $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan at earnest.com slash Stassi. Go to earnest.com slash Stassi today. Terms and conditions apply. I love everything that you're saying. You're inspiring me. You're making me feel a lot better, especially knowing that you went home and watched reality TV and and ate ice cream last night. That's literally what I did. And the fact that you went to Ojai yesterday and felt zero fucking guilt. It's the guilt is just something that like you don't. I really struggle with. Like yeah, just like I shouldn't be doing this right now. Here's my thing about that. Whenever I hear myself say I should, I shouldn't. I write it down what it is and then I write underneath of it. It's a fucking – the journaling works. I'm so sorry to tell you this. But if I'm like I shouldn't feel this way, I should be doing this X, Y, Z, then I write out I want to do and then I write that. And then I go do the thing I want to do, not the bullshit should, shouldn't because who even said that? Like who gets to decide what I should or shouldn't do? Nobody. Yeah. What do I want to do? That's how I try to get clear on on that because it it does come up, you know, especially when you have a lot of work. It's like, well, I should, yeah, be pounding the pavement, doing X Y Z, but that usually just exhausts me when I'm in like should mind. And you fucking do a lot. Yeah. And I feel like I didn't even really – I didn't mention I didn't mention this before. Well, I did say you're a TV yeah. exec, but you also – like you helped make Key and Peel what – I love that show. Thanks. So like that's fucking cool. Thanks. And you work on David Spade's show like Yeah, out. you were on. You were excellent. Yeah. I think you were on twice. Yeah. I was on twice. You have been – you've been excellent. Thanks. That was you like actually back. those two times were the most nervous I've ever been really? for any like on-air shit. Why? Because the comedy world oh. is like so – I respect it. Yeah. It's like I respect it. I don't want people to think I'm coming in here thinking that I'm a comedian a, or one of yeah. them. I'm like, no, I'm just a relatable person on a reality show coming well, in here to just be here. You're very funny though. You're nat- You're funny, naturally funny and great, like charismatic and – Thank you. I, I understand the comedian thing though. But it's I like it. I'm – this is not my – 
This, yeah. this isn't my, the, what I'm used to. So it was, it was just, it was terrifying. Like every time I left doing that show, it was like the biggest, it's like I took the biggest number two ever. It was just <laughs> like, I am so much lighter. I feel so much better. I'm so glad I did that. Or it's like after you journal yeah. or exercise where you just like You're feel like, so yes, good about yourself. I did it. Well, yeah. you didn't. You were so good. And but please have me back. Make me oh, a regular. How, <laughs> how good is David, by the way? How sweet so, is he? So sweet. Literally sent me the first time I did it. Yeah. Sent me an email immediately. Oh my God. Saying how well I did. And then the second time I did it, sent me a voice note over Facebook yes. or something. <laughs> he sends a lot of voice memos. I think it was like a vo- voice memo. And I'm like, who who does that? He like, does. It's very thoughtful. He's like, I because he, you know, his persona is like snarky and comedy. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was and he's like an A-lister, A-lister, A-li- huge, huge, huge star. Yes. So I just like, you know, and I've I've worked with a lot of comedians over my career, but I thought but he was like in a pantheon beyond. Totally. So I was really worried when I first started working with him. He is the most down-to-earth, kind, thoughtful, like always checks in, always like ready to just like ask me about my day, ask like, hey, what's up? Like such a good soul. It's like yeah. the greatest pleasure of working on that show is that he's actually the best. God, I wish I could be more like that. <laughs> <laughs> he inspires us all. <laughs> I just I can't. It's like I don't have the energy to be that nice, you know? But well, I, there are things for book two. <laughs> book two, I wish I was nicer. <laughs> New title. But is there anything else? Is there anything else that I'm that you're also doing that I missed? Because no. I, I want I want people to know yeah. that like you're not just a random who's writing a book. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've done a lot and right. you work a lot. And yeah. you're somebody that we should listen to. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, my day job is I'm an executive at Comedy Central. And, I yeah, I run David Spade's show for the network. And I helped with uh, Key and Peele. And we had a show called At Midnight with Chris Hardwick. And I've, so I've done lots of TV. Um, but the thing that was important to me was this book and making other people feel less alone because I know that this is hard to figure out how to change your life. And yeah. I had all these like, oh, shit, I've got like actual habits. But I also wanted to show people that like, I am not a blogger. Like, yeah. I am not at home in the flicker of a grapefruit-scented candle. (laughs) I am busting my ass and my hair is always wet at work because I do not have the time to dry it because by the time I've journaled, worked out, done my rituals. Gone to Ojai. Like, right? (laughs) Like, done all this shit. Like, oh, I like report to the man. I work in a major corporation. So I did all this and I had like a big executive career, which I, I still do. So it's like I just want people to know like you don't have to give up your life. Like you don't have to like go be a blogger in Ojai, although that does sound really nice. Like Until, until little, I go to Ojai, I have yeah, no idea you don't what know. you're talking about. It's like Santa Barbara but more hippie. Oh, so not my vibe. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't like Honestly. It. Yeah. Hips, you know what? You can skip I'm it. not really like hippie-ish. But it's got a really good spa, the Ojai Valley Spa. Okay. You know That's what? I would different. I would take a pizza and TV mm-hmm. over a massage any fucking day. They are underrated. Like, a pizza and some TV, for me, it's popcorn and TV. Like I could just – With lots of butter. Lots – for me, salt. Both. Just honestly, Salty, both. 
and just sit there for hours until I'm like brain dead. That's like a nice night for me. That does actually sound like a really that, that is yeah <laughs> it's like a perfect night. Yeah, yeah. But I I like that you just said that you you don't have to go and be if this be a blogger or no. something like that. You can literally do yeah everything. And I think people also get really hung up on um this idea that they need to follow their bliss and like know exactly what they want to do. And oh, I'm in the wrong job, and I I need to be doing something else. And I'm like. No, bitch. Like, what's the one thing that you want to change? Like, for me, if I were to think about, like, I need to change my life, like, the big picture, I get paralyzed and I can't do anything because that's yeah. really overwhelming. But if there's, like, I'd like to be going to bed earlier or I'd like to not be in this one relationship that's really toxic. Like, if you can identify, like, what's the one thing you'd actually like to change, you can work on that. And for me, that usually unfolds, like, oh, bigger plans. Like, yeah. you know, the book didn't – I didn't set out to write the book. It came because I just started following, like, what are the little things that I need to change? So I think we're, like, way too hung up on well, let me follow my bliss what is my one passion in life? Like, I actually think that's sad if you have one passion in life. Like, get some more hobbies. It's true. Like, pizza, <laughs> yeah. again, yeah, pizza exactly. is one of my passions. Yeah, like, have a few things maybe <laughs> that you like. Like, yeah. you don't need to pick one. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Well, Tara, thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Seriously, it has been a fucking pleasure. Thank like, you. everyone needs to go out and buy this amazing book. I love the cover, too. Buy yourself the fucking lilies. <laughs> it's yes. amazing. And what's your Twitter, Instagram handle? Pimp your shit oh out. Oh, my God. If you're going to be doing book signings, just gotta, let everyone know. Yeah, it's Tara Schuster on Instagram. And then if you go to my website, taraschuster.com, I will send you once a week a not-so-cheesy-you-throw-up-in-your-mouth self-care tip. And I promise it won't be too long. Oh, that's cool. It's like yeah. a fucking fortune cookie. Every yeah, week. like really short, really sweet, then move on with your day. Yes. Yeah. Well, congratulations on everything. Thank you, Stassi. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me.